Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. June was marked by uh, Olympic trials, uh, gymnastics, uh, swimming and diving, and, uh, of course, track and field. And a number of area athletes punch their ticket to the Olympic Games in Tokyo, including Alicia Munson from Amory, Wisconsin. Went on to the University of Wisconsin and uh, now is with a track team based in Colorado. And Alicia is good enough to join us. First of all, congrats. Wow. Uh, what a race. It, it's got to be a thrill of a lifetime. It's like I... It- is still sinking in that it actually happened and I'm going to Tokyo, but I'm super excited about it. Yeah. And what, what an event, the track and field trials in Eugene record heat. Um, yeah. what, what was going through your mind as you were prepared for that 10,000 meter race? I mean, we were even, uh, 10 days prior to the race, we started heat acclimating and so I was, we knew it would be a hot one. And so I was, you know, running around even when it was, 85 degrees and like long sleeves and leggings just to feel what it's going to be like when it feels like 100 degrees on the track uh so yeah we were just doing a lot of preparation for that but i mean the the race was a very hot one (laughs) yeah just absolutely insane to see it and just to hear kind of the stories about um for for the sprinters where they'd have to put their knees on the track or their hands on the track that you know it, it was so hot that that it was burning um mm-hmm. yeah at I, one point you, they yeah when they delayed the the meat like that the track was 150 degrees on the surface uh, yeah and and I know the and I know the schedule had changed a, a fair amount. Were, were you concerned about that and, and your coaches about the, the change in times and just that that turmoil, if you will? Yeah, it, I mean, it was definitely a change, but at the same time, I was I was happy to run when it was marginally cooler. Um, sure. I mean, it was still 103 degrees on the track at the time, but also um, I, I'm used to actually working out um, like on the track in the morning here in Boulder, like we usually run around nine or 10 AM. And so it actually kind of was just comfortable for me to, to race at 10 AM in Eugene. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it was, it was still a hot one. And I, at, by the end of the race, I finished the race and stuff and obviously qualified, but by the end of the race, I actually had heat exhaustion. And I know a lot of 
there were several other athletes throughout the meet that also mm-hmm. ended up with heat exhaustion. So it was a record-breaking weekend in Eugene. <laughs> yeah, in the way the race was run, and we happened to be watching a, a lot of the trials here at home, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, swimming, and uh, there was gymnastics and track and field, and in in interest of full disclosure, during the week I, I work with your Aunt Dawn and have for years, and she's been keeping everybody up to date on your career from the time you went to UW-Madison and your great collegiate track career, and the fact that you were going to run in the trials. So we've all been following you very closely, Alicia. And I love it, guys. Yeah, so you got a lot of fans uh, here in the Twin <laughs> Cities for sure. And you know, going going into that race, did did you know what to expect or the pace? Because uh, the woman who ended up winning it, you know, set a blistering pace, and, and I suppose mm-hmm. you, you you were able to stay right with her and finish third. That's amazing. Yeah, we so when it was going to be in the evening and it was going to be even hotter, I definitely did not think it would go out very fast, just because. Otherwise, people would just be falling off left and right. And so the pace was actually a little bit faster than I was expecting. Just also with usual championship 10Ks, you don't start running fast until the last few Ks. But um, Emily, she the woman who won is um, also a marathoner. So she is really good at running fast for a long time. And so she knew her best strength would be to just take it out from after after mile one and so she did that so yeah i think she kind of threw a lot of people off but it made everyone just keep the pace honest so it was a good run it was a good run for her yeah it it was fun to see the the highlights of the race um in prime time that night and how you were able to hang in there and and stay with that that lead pack Mm-hmm. Take take us through the mental game of that in in hanging in there, and maybe it's a pace that that you're not familiar with, and 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 how you hung in there, and then when did you kind of get the sense that I've got a chance to finish in the top three here? <laughs> well, so my training had been going really well the past couple months, and so good. my coach and I knew. I I had a very good chance to make the Olympics, but obviously it's a lot easier said than done. Um, And I basically just kind of went into the race telling myself that I wasn't give my, I wasn't going to give myself an option except to stick onto that lead pack and to just stay on that, you know, the back of the little train we had, I think by the, by the last couple of miles, we had like four people on the train. So Mm. it was a lot, you know, with it being such a hot day, even a couple miles into the race, you just see people falling off because it, it gets too hot. The pace is too fast. Um, so I just kind of had to keep on not giving myself an option besides sticking onto the pack and covering any gaps um, and kind of shut my brain off, actually. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of by the end of it, like once once you stepped on the gas, it was kind of just like, who could who could race for those top two and three spots? So I was I was very happy and relieved to actually pull that one off. Yeah, and I, I suppose you get down to the, to the final lap. Um, what what was going through your mind? Was, was it hang on mode, or was it more I'm actually going to get this done and I'm going to Tokyo 
take us through that final lap. So actually, by the time I got to the past to the last few laps, like I was um, actually I had such heat exhaustion that I was at that point just trying to like keep moving my legs forward. Mm. Um, so I knew, you know, at that point I wasn't trying to win the race. I was trying to actually, you know, continue on the trajectory I was on and finish in that top three. So once, um, once Carissa, the woman who got second went around me, like in the, just in the last stretch, I was like trying to see behind me just to see where the fourth place was. So that kind of just goes to show, just kind of the brutal conditions of the race because at that point I was kind of just trying to hold on. Um, but, and so, yeah, it was kind of, it was a good thing that I set myself up so well early on in the race so that, um, I would be able to finish that way. (laughs) Wow. So you, you, you get there, you, you kind of, after the race went, went through a lot, but, uh, you, you're good to go and you're back at it, uh, in, in Colorado where you train. Yeah, I've been, we got back a few days ago and I've been getting back into the first week after a hard 10K like that. You usually just do easy running and um, do a workout early next week. So yeah, everything's been getting back to normal and I actually just (laughs) moved apartments. Um, And so I've just been settling in and getting back into training for Tokyo at the end of the month. Wow, that that is incredible. Was that the toughest race to your career to this point? I mean, with the heat and everything on the line? Yeah, I would say yes. It was definitely, I mean, the the pressures, even just going into typical Olympic trials, are just so much higher than usual races. And so you add that to just the elements of handling the heat and just different different timing of races and stuff. It definitely... It definitely had a lot of mental and physical willpower going into it. <laughs> yeah, and growing up in Amory and then mm-hmm. on to the University of Wisconsin, when, when you were running in high school, for instance, did you have any idea that you, know, you could be an Olympian? I mean, was, was this any part of your wildest dreams? Honestly, it's kind of crazy just the way my career school to college to professionally because it seems like I've just been looking you know when you're in high school I want to be a state champion when you're in college I want to be a national champion then you know you move on to wanting to make the Olympics and it's kind of crazy that I didn't I didn't really grow up very young running and so as I got more and more into the sport it's kind of crazy just how my goals just keep on building on each other so yeah, I'm definitely excited to be able to represent on the world stage and keep on building off of that. Yeah, and tell us a little bit about the team you're on right now, of course, from Amory to the University of Wisconsin and a tremendous collegiate career, and then the the next step in into the world of of professional track. What's that been like? It's been actually a pretty good transition with being part of a team because a lot of people when they go into professional running kind of struggle at first because you go from being part of a team in high school and a team in college. Um, and some people don't have that when they go into professional running. And so it's kind of harder to find that balance. But um, this team 
we actually started it last July. Um, we're sponsored by On Running, and we're called the On Athletics Club. Um, and it's just like a mix of international athletes. So we have some athletes from Australia, some from the U.S., some from New Zealand and Mexico and Poland and Spain. Um, so it's kind of a cool mix of athletes representing different com- co- different countries. Um, and so some of us over- overlap in distances, um, and some of like the U.S. athletes have different distances. And so it's just this really cool group of young people that you know are all trying to make their respective Olympic teams essentially. Um, so yeah, that's been a great transition and we have just a really great coach. Um, so it, it definitely made it easier for me as I transitioned into professional running. And in Colorado, because training at altitude, there are advantages. Yep. Yeah. We're in Boulder, Colorado and it's at, it's at about 5,200 feet, I think. And so, yeah, it definitely was helpful for me. I had never trained at altitude before, and so I've seen a huge jump in my training this year um, just from living and training at altitude. And then um, so your heart is used to that, and then once you go down to sea level, it just feels easier to run. So that's for racing for us. Alicia Munson from Amory, Wisconsin, joining us. Went on to a UW-Madison, now lives out in Colorado where she trains with her, her pro team. Now what's kind of your schedule as you get ready to, to go to Tokyo for the Olympics? What what does that look like? I know you're kind of settling back in. You talked about the apartment and starting to work out, but I, I suppose you, you kind of ramp up for the Olympics. Yeah, we we kind of take time to recover a little bit from the trials and then get back into training, which is basically, you know, you do um, probably two runs a day, um, maybe four days a week. And then you also have two big track workouts a week and one long run a week. And so, and also lifting in the gym. And so by the time, by the time I get to the end of the, of the day every day it kind of feels like I've done a lot um and that's kind of just the life of a professional runner and so yeah it's it's kind of crazy the way we fill our time between running and recovery and getting ready for the next one so yeah it'll be it'll be just a process of getting ready for whatever I need to do in Tokyo has it really sunk in? I, I, I suppose, you know, with all the well wishes from family and friends back home and college teammates and friends from college and all of that, I, I, I suppose you're just even coming to grips with all of this. A little bit, yeah. It's kind of like I I haven't really thought about the fact that I'll actually just have the opportunity to represent the U.S. Like, it's it's kind of weird to think about it. And, yeah, like you said, I've kind of just been going through the process of, you know, thanking people for the well wishes and just, it's it's kind of been just a nice, overwhelming feeling of having so much support from people. So, yeah, I think, I think it'll probably be real when I step off that plane. <laughs> yeah, and I, I suppose the opening ceremonies and all the uniforms and all the stuff that go along with it and uh, the, the village and I, I, that, that's going to be quite an experience. Now, when do you actually leave for Tokyo? Yeah, so it'll actually be different this year um, compared to usual Olympics because of the pandemic, um, sure. which, you know, 
it's a good thing that we can at least have the Olympics. Um, but I'll actually be leaving. Um, a lot of athletes will be missing the opening ceremonies um, because we can only go um, to Japan, to Tokyo, five days before our sport starts. And so I'll be leaving the U.S. on the 24th um, because that's five days before track starts and 10 days before my actual race because the 10K for the women is at the end of track. Now, about the 10K, is, is it your favorite event, or do you have another event that, that you like more? I mean, obviously, you qualify for the Olympics, so you know, you're good at it and enjoy it, but is there another event you like more than the 10K? Yeah, I, I also really like the 5K, and oh, sure. I think maybe part of me likes that one more because I can race more of them. Um, you can't race 10Ks too often because they take a lot out of you. Um, and also, I have only, like, before this trials 10K, I had only r- ever raced one legitimate 10K before. <laughs> so I've, I've now done two serious 10Ks, <laughs> and I've done a lot more 5Ks in my career. Um, so I'd say 5K, I'm a little more experienced at, and I like it because it's half the distance, but I think both of them I've got got a good future in. Well, Alicia, it's been great to visit with you. Uh, I, I suppose a trip back home to Amory will wait until after the Olympics. Yeah, I think I think that'll be on my fall rest that I get to head back over. Yeah, and I, I'm sure there'll be a warm welcome in your hometown uh, when, when you're able to get back to Amory. Well, what, what a great story, and, and congrats to you and all your hard work, and uh, best wishes uh, in Tokyo. Thank you, and thanks for having me. Yeah, good to visit with you, Alicia Munson, uh, joining us from Amory to UW-Madison to the Olympic Games, uh, representing Team USA in the 10K. That is... We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.